At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. No. It's Wes Reynolds and Dave Ross in for them all and Mike today. But we are going to have Mike on in just a little bit as he is on location today. So Wes and I will be filling in for Amal and Mike. Let's talk about what we saw last night, Wes Reynolds, because your Colts gave a lot of Colts backers out there a heart attack, ack, 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 <laughs> up 42 to 10, covering 10 easily. And then all of a sudden, Wes, down the stretch, not so easy. Yeah, if the Colts didn't come home for me, I was going to have to be moving out, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, look, I, I did I did lay it with the Colts and gave it out yesterday on this very program. And it was an unnecessary sweat for those of us that did lay it with the Colts. And you look, they just kind of went into that, you know, underneath defense, give them everything. I was like, okay, Ben, but don't break doesn't necessarily mean bend over necessarily, guys. <laughs> because, uh, look, uh, I thought the Colts were the right side, and I think they came out and played very well, didn't turn the ball over. Carson Wentz was efficient. Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Himes ran all over the they New did. York Jets. Whatever they wanted to do. Last night, so the Jonathan Taylor over rushing yards prop also got there for us yesterday. But, you know, I just thought that it was probably a good time for the Colts to have this opponent because you have the Jets kind of riding high, upset in Cincinnati, Money Mike White, it was 14.5 on the look-ahead, then went down to 10.5 and, and actually 10 oh. before, at, at a little bit before kickoff. And they're riding high, and then all of a sudden, you've got the Colts, who are off a devastating loss, yes. where they really, I think, gave it away to Tennessee on Sunday. But 
the best thing is the old adage, get back on the horse, because it's like, okay, we don't want to have a full week of practice. We got a game on Thursday, so it's like you get a chance to get that losing taste out of your mouth, and I thought that that was a good thing for the Colts. They got out to a big lead. Offensive linemen are catching touchdowns. Former tight end at Ball State, Danny Pinter, chirp, chirp, got a touchdown, and then it's like, okay, they're just toying with these guys, and I don't know, maybe that ticked the Jets off like, man, they're doing us like this. We got to show a pulse, and they did, and I think the Colts' defense was very amenable to that. We'll have no way of knowing this, but I was on the Jets last night, and I was firmly in belief that Money Mike White was going to get it done. And at 7-7, right, I'm feeling Mm -hmm. pretty good about my Jets and overplay here, and then all of a sudden he goes out, and you're like, well, he's going to be able to come back in. He's got the helmet on. He didn't come back in. And then Josh Johnson comes out, and I go, Josh Johnson, what year is this? And then he actually, in the second half, looked like a competent quarterback. And now you got to go, like Zach Wilson, you hope he gets back there soon. He looks like your pizza delivery guy that shows up like a 16-year-old working a side job here mm-hmm. on the side. Just doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. And Mike White looks competent. And then Josh Johnson fills in. I, I wonder right now if you're Robert Sala, who's the best quarterback in the well, Jets Well, I mean, look, they're going to give Zach Wilson every chance to succeed being the number two overall pick in the draft. But... I know there's a little bit of underconfidence here because, look, this guy is a rookie. He's not going to be as developed. When you see Mike White do it, that's actually more of a surprise. But Josh Johnson has been in the National Football League for 14 years. Yes. And he's been in other leagues, too. United Football League. I think he might have played in the Alliance of American Football. So he's been playing professional football for 14 years. And this is a guy that... I think can get it done in a short-term backup role, and that's pretty much what he's been throughout his entire career. But that's where I think the Jets are looking. I think where Robert Sala's got to be really disappointed is that defense. Well, they look off. I, I mean, they they they, they got off. they got gashed by Jonathan Taylor, and it's like finally Frank Reich discovered, hey, I've got one of the best young running backs in the NFL who's going to be probably a multiple-time Pro Bowler. Let me go ahead and give him the ball and see how he does, and he did very well. Some extra rest is going to be good, too, because Taylor did get nicked up a little bit at the end of that game, but you mentioned it. Robert Sala comes over from San Francisco. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, and right now their defense is in disarray. Uh, We'll see what the Jets can do next week once they get this 10 days off. You mentioned the Colts trying to run down the Titans here. Let's talk about the Titans' tilt against the Rams on Sunday because what's interesting to me here is we knew, obviously, this line opened about four, four and a half. Jumped all the way up to seven, seven and a half with the news of Derrick Henry being out. It might not be for the for the whole season, but it certainly looks like the regular season here. But now it feels like there's a buyback coming mm-hmm. in, some sharp money on the Titans here at getting seven. What do you make of this slight line move towards the Titans? You know, I'm not going to play either like side in terms of the actual spread. I did just on number standpoint tease down the Rams to one and a half. Because, As did I. Look, Tennessee has won three straight games as an outright underdog, two of them at home and then one on the road at Indianapolis. Eventually, it's like there's going to be a spot to go against Tennessee. It felt like this was going to be it. But now that you're seeing seven and a half on on this price, because the Rams, I think there's a little bit of tax in there because it's like, oh, they just signed Vaughn or Mm. traded for Vaughn Miller. So so they're going for it, which we knew that they were anyway. The Rams basically have a two-year window this season and next season to really go for it. They've traded away darn near all their draft picks. They're paying gobs of money to a select few players. You know, they traded for Matthew Stafford. It's like, this is the guy that put us over the top. We know we have a very good defense, even though it's been very down statistically, if you really look at it. 
And the Rams kind of off a misleading no cover last week. Remember, they were up 38 to nothing in Houston. And then, you know, really decelerated, really took the foot off the gas and ended up being 38 to 22. Uh, so, you know, the only way I figure I could play this is the Rams right now. And look, Derrick Henry being lost. I know the running back isn't as important as it used but to it's be. Derrick Henry. It might as well be the Model T right. in 2021, but... Derrick Henry is as valuable as any non-quarterback in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. So that's why I think you saw this move high. Now, at this number, I wouldn't be laying Rams. Rams teaser is really the only way I went because sometimes you get that rally around the family type of game. Mm. Okay, fallen hero theory. We don't have Derrick Henry. Everybody's throwing us out to pasture now. So that's why I didn't get involved with this game necessarily from like the seven or the seven and a half stand. Okay, I was watching the game last night with a Rams fan who saw the beat go down that you referred to last week with the Texans getting 22 points in the fourth quarter to get that backdoor cover 38-22. I was saying had the Jets come back, had they, they had first and goal, remember, in the final minute of regulation down 15 to cover that 10, of course it gets tipped and intercepted, which would have been the worst beat if, if you were a backer of either the Colts or the Rams, which beat would be worse in your eye? 42-10 to 10 and not covering, or 38 nothing and not covering? Well, for me, it would have been the Colts, because I was on the Colts <laughs> side, so it would have been worse for me, but I think it's kind of, you know, really a pick-your-poison. But, uh, look, uh, Houston, you know at least, though, the, you know, they're going to keep fighting, and, and they got down, and I think the Jets were going to do it, too. But with the way that that was going oh, last night, goodness. it's like, you're in the second half, like, this is okay. You know, this is okay, if the Colts get, like, one turnover can turn these guys over on downs one time, then it's like, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Himes time and let's run some clock. It was absolutely insane, but it did not happen as the Colts get that cover. But the Rams fans, I know those, they had the closing line of 16 and a half, still bitter about that one. Let's talk, stay in the NFC West here with the Cardinals and the 49ers. Interesting game here because we don't know the status of Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins in this one. Both those guys did not practice on Thursday for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So the Niners are home favorites, minus two. Look, it got tricky last week with Dallas and Minnesota. You thought Dak might play, then all of a sudden we get the news in the green zone, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Cooper Rush comes in. But without Kyler Murray, if they are without Kyler Murray, this is a dangerous line to play right now on a Friday. Yeah, and, and I did play in full disclosure, and it's in our email that you get every day from VEASAN. I played plus two and a half on Tuesday, and I know we talked about this game on the Lombardi line. I felt that the 49ers should have beaten the Cardinals in Arizona mm. a few weeks ago. And recall that I think it was 10 to 7. It was Trey Lance's first start ever on the road as a rookie quarterback. And recall that the 49ers got back in the game. They were shutting out Arizona in the second half. Arizona was doing nothing offensively, this very potent offense. And the decision came down to about a little bit over eight minutes ago, eight minutes and change. Cal Shanahan, fourth and four on the 48, elects to go for it in that spot. And look, yes. I, I, I like being Mr. Go-for-it guy like anybody else. But at that point when your defense is dominating the game, Punt the football, don't leave them on a short field. And what happens? They gave Arizona a little bit of life. Arizona goes and gets a touchdown. It ends up being 17 to 7. 49ers got a field goal, but if you were taking the five and a half that was available all week on the 49ers, you end up a loser at that standpoint. So I think 49ers, I liked how they looked last week. I think maybe they're not quite DOA yet, what you saw on that Sunday night a couple weeks ago. So 
I do think that this is their game. Are you suggesting, sir, that maybe you don't always follow the book and maybe you read the tone and tenor of the game and the way your defense is playing and mm-hmm. opt to punt the football every so often? Uh, I didn't think that that was the worst decision in the world to punt the football at that point, but Cal Shanahan disagreed, and Cal Shanahan's kind of had an erratic year. He has. Not only that game, but that game against Indianapolis, the game plan was awful. And then you see what they do to Chicago last week, and it's like they look fantastic. In the second half, for sure they did. It cost me as a Bears backer last week. That's what I get for banking on Matt Nagy, even though he didn't coach the team officially a week ago. Let's talk about the Bengals here. It should be an interesting one against the Brownies with all the turmoil. OBJ is gone. They released him from Cleveland. I wonder if this is a North Eliminator in the AFC when you look at these two with the Bengals right now laying two and a half. It very well could be, and I'm actually going to end up likely on both sides of this game. I laid the small money line with the Bengals, but I think the Browns are an absolute teaser candidate up to eight and a half through the three and the seven. Look, Cincinnati loses to the Jets last week, and now it's like all these people that love Cincinnati last week, they don't love them so much it doesn't seem like this week. But keep in mind, that Cincinnati loss to the Jets, that was the third consecutive road game. That is a terrible spot for any team. Mm -hmm. And the line got out of whack because of the quarterback change in New York, and wouldn't you know it, the Jets get the outright, not only the cover, but the outright win. Cleveland, I wonder how they're going to be mentally. Now Odell Beckham Jr. officially released from the team. So it's like, okay, we're finally done with this guy. This guy's not a distraction. Or are they like, man, what's going on here? All these injuries that have happened to us. You know, our offensive line is banged up. We haven't scored over 17 points in the last three games. So I think that this is a game I would expect Cincinnati to rebound here a little bit. Cleveland, maybe they're like the 49ers of last year where the injuries are just going to be too much. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I get the feel this might be a nice bounce-back spot for the Bengals here. And again, that Brown situation, you just don't know the mentality of that locker room. Jarvis Landry's really going to have to grab that group together and say, hey, this is my old teammate at LSU. He's not here anymore. We're going to rally. Let's see if Kevin Stefanski and company can do just that. Much more with Russ throughout this hour. But Mike Palm is going to join us next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes. Dip or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to Zen.com slash find to find a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Odds On, and normally it is Mike Palm sitting right here with Maul Shaw. But right now, Mike is the man, well, we'd say... I'd say one of the most interesting men in the world because he's well-traveled. And, Mike, where are you today? Because sources tell us you're in Iowa. I am. Right now I am sitting at the sports book at Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson, Iowa, which is uh, on Route 30 in west-central Iowa. Uh, it's about an hour and ten minutes northwest of, uh, of Des Moines. One of our partners here, Wild Rose uh, for Circus Sports, and we're out here kind of promoting the Circus Sports, which just launched last month in Iowa. Very, very cool. He's getting an early start on the Hawkeye Cockeye for 2024 <laughs> in, in the uh, fine state of Iowa. But, uh, Mike, uh, I know uh, you've been well-traveled over the last couple of days. You were in D.C. yesterday in Iowa this morning. Where are you going to be tomorrow? I'm going to still be in Iowa until, uh, until Sunday afternoon we fly back to Vegas. I'm actually going to be at the Iowa State. Texas game at Jack Trice Stadium tomorrow night. Oh, that's awesome. That should be fun. Yeah, let's talk a little college football, Mike, while we have you here, and let's talk about some of the plays that I know you like this week. So Wes and I talk uh, on Betting Across America on Saturdays that right now it feels like Ohio State, except for last week, was not a team you really wanted to be out in front of here. What do you make of the Buckeyes' chances this weekend to cover the 14-and-a-half? Well, let me tell you something, Dave. I saw this number on Sunday morning when Matt Metcalf puts out the original number here in, in the U.S. They always bring me a sheet over to Bar Canada where I'm watching the uh, the pro games. And I looked down the sheet and I saw 14. 
And I called the supervisor and I said, I want the game lines, not the first half line. <laughs> this should be the first half line in this game, guys. Who are we kidding here? This Scott Frost team has totally quit on him. They've totally quit on the university. I mean, this team is just bad. I mean, I don't know how they were a touchdown favorite against Purdue. The defense is not that good. I mean, if Purdue went in there, scored 28. Purdue could barely move the ball against Wisconsin. I would honestly make this number closer to 21 than 14. I think you got to lay this number. If you can go out and find eight and a half in the first half, I'd lay it too, and I'd look over. I think the Buckeyes put at least 50 on him in Lincoln. Nebraska, by the way, was doing a buy one, get one free ticket promotion in Lincoln. <laughs> Nebraska football, one of the all-time great programs. They were doing buy one, get one free with Purdue in town last week. So uh, we'll see if Ohio State, they're currently just on the outside of that top four looking in. So it's like, okay, is it style, style points, points time? time but, uh, a more competitive game in the Big Ten, Mike, is Michigan State, who now finds herself in that top four. You know, maybe a tricky spot here against Purdue off winning that Paul Bunyan trophy against Michigan. They're laying three, and it's pretty much been stuck there all week. Uh, I don't know if maybe there's not the betting interest or this is two-way action, but you're going to go ahead back with the Spartans here as a short road favorite. But what are we giving Purdue a credit for? A win against Iowa. Iowa wasn't that good. I mean, they beat the number two team. They were on the road. But what is Iowa? Iowa's really a 22-ranked team, I mean, or somewhere in there. They're just a pedestrian offense with Spencer Petrus, and, you know, they have a razor-thin margin Iowa. They can't make any mistakes because they're just not good enough. I mean, they went up to Wisconsin. I think that we should have had in-game betting on whether the handoffs would get back to the line of scrimmage against the Badgers <laughs> in that game. I don't give Purdue that much credit for that win. I look at Purdue in a game against Illinois they played at home where they couldn't move the ball at all. And if, and if Brett Bielema wouldn't have chosen to punt from the plus 34, they probably would have lost that game as well. I think Michigan State's significantly better here. I know this number stayed at three because of the spot, right? The big letdown spot off the rivalry ran to come back against Michigan. I just think Michigan State's a lot better football team. I don't think Purdue's going to score much in this game. I'd probably lay six here, so I'll definitely lay three. Mike, I, I want to talk about a couple of totals that you've identified on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And one of, well, they catch your eye for very different reasons. Army and Air Force, the total is 37. And then Wake Forest and UNC, the total is 76. What do you make of those numbers in very opposite directions? Well, well, let's start with the the Service Academy game. You could ask people that have been listening to this network for for four years, or Brent Musburger. I have made it a thing to always bet under in these Service Academy games. You can't make these numbers low enough because of the limited number of possessions. However, here's the problem here. This game is not in Colorado Springs. This game is at Jerry World. There's no impediment to the passing games here, which will help Air Force because Air Force this year is more prone to football than it has been in the past. Army has a very good rushing attack. Look, they moved the ball on Wisconsin in the second half. I don't know if there's a better rush defense outside of Athens, Georgia, than the Wisconsin Badgers. I think Army will be able to run the ball. I think Air Force will be able to run and throw the ball here. For a rare occasion, I'm going to go over the 37 at Jerry World in this game. And then look at Wake Forest. I mean... This team is putting up 45 points a game, 520 yards a game. We know the UNC defense is no good. They give up 40 to average teams. I I think this game is going to be a little bit like Wake Forest and Army. I don't think you can make the number high enough. This game might be in the 90s or the 100. Wake Forest defense is not special in any manner, okay? But their offense is special. This is going to be one of those games where whoever has the ball last might be the winner, and the score might be 56-49. 
Mike, let's go to Sunday in the National Football League. And I know before you had your travels this weekend, you taped the Megapod with Gil Alexander, Todd Wishnev, and the crew, as you usually do. And uh, you gave out a couple plays on there. I believe your best bet, correct me if I'm wrong, is the Baltimore Ravens off that bye week laying six to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think it's bad bad spot for Minnesota. You get Baltimore off a bye, off a bad home loss to Cincinnati. They're going to be fired up here. And Minnesota, ah, God, uh, that's a bad loss to Dallas on Sunday night. One for 13 on third down. I, I think this game could be over early. You know how conservative Zimmer is. I don't know that he can kick enough field goals in the first half to keep them in this game. I, I think six is a short number here. I thought this number would be a solid seven, maybe tick above it. But if you can get it under a touchdown, this is my favorite NFL play this weekend. Mike, when I was out here this summer, I identified the Carolina Panthers as an overplay of 7.5. I took the adjusted line at 8.5, and, and I felt like a genius. 3-0, and right? I can't lose. And then all of a sudden, they lose four in a row. They get back in the good foot uh, last week to get to 4-4. Four and four. But then I see that you like the Patriots against the Panthers this week. And I'm starting to go, is one, my bet in jeopardy? And two, what is Matt Rule doing with this offense? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dave, if you have this season win total, as you do, who would you rather have at quarterback? Would you rather have Darnold or P.J. Walker? I'm not sure. I, I mean, Walker. Sam Darnold is, yeah, Sam Darnold has never been a winner. Let's. I'm not talking about him as a person. It's just where he's gone. He hasn't won anything. Didn't win anything at USC. Didn't win anything with the Jets. I don't think he's going to win anything in Carolina. They have a solid defense, but the offense is abysmal. I mean, they couldn't move the ball at all against the Giants. I think the Patriots are probably the most improved team over the last month of the season. You know, it's a young team. Mac Jones is getting reps behind center. Belichick still coaching this defense. I'm impressed that they're able to go to SoFi and really limit that Chargers offense last week. That was impressive to me. They should have probably won the game against Dallas at home as well. It's a tough beat. They go to overtime and then lose by the touchdown and overtime. I think it's. I think the Patriots uh, will handle Carolina. I don't know if Carolina can get to 17 in this game. I'd rather have gotten it at three, but I'm going to lay the three and a half here. One of the worrisome things, and I'm on that season wins over with Carolina as well, is you're starting to hear the chatter about the coaching changes now. You're starting to hear, okay, where's Joe Brady, the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, going to be? Where's Matt Rule going to be? Is USC maybe going to show a little bit of interest in Matt Rule? So that's a little bit of concern for Carolina going forward. And then speaking of, like, Really quirky spots this week, obviously, Mike. Raiders, Giants. It was going to be a tough spot for the Raiders anyway because it's like, can they keep their edge off that bye? And then, of course, the tragic events of Monday morning into Tuesday morning where a, late, a woman sadly lost her life. I just have no idea where the Raiders' mindset is here. I think you have to look at it in comparison to the game they played against the Bears off the Gruden emails, and I think this thing is 100 times worse. Because the Gruden emails are about somebody's non-inclusive thinking that he had from 10 years ago to present when he didn't work for your team and attitudes and your coach. This is about two families who's been ruined, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The poor girl dies, her family, tragic, the Serbian immigrant. Henry Ruggs' life is is completely ruined. I mean, this guy's going to go to jail for 8 to 10 years, I think. And, And for his teammates, somebody that's a member of your family, a young man, 22 years old, your brother in arms, your brother in battle have done that to his life and, and the poor decision making and what he did to another family this and you saw in Derek Carr's uh, news conference mm-hmm. this week this was really hard for him really hard to deal with and the folk how are they going to keep focused they got to travel all the way across the country 
I just think it's a terrible circumstance. I have to take three and a half here. Very quickly, I have about 30 seconds left with you, Mike. Uh, is my Packers over 11, adjusted total of 12, win totals in jeopardy with this Aaron Rodgers situation? Yeah, I don't know. What's, he, what's the most he's going to miss, though? Two games? Even if they come down, they, did, they violated this and that with the mask and the press conference. I think they'll be okay. I don't even know that they should be a uh, touchdown dog this week. We'll see. I tend to agree with you. Mike, always great to catch up. Uh, safe travels. We'll catch up with you to get back here in Vegas. You're doing a great job, guys. I'm all and I are in jeopardy of being Wally Kipped, I think. <laughs> Never, my friend. <laughs> I, I think you're safe, guys. I think you're good. We're back more right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com and the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back your odds on. I am Dave Ross. He is Wes Reynolds, and Wes, we were just having a great conversation with Mike Palm about some of the NFL plays that we may or may not like on Sunday. Okay, I look at my, I always say in air quotes, Dallas Cowboys laying the big number here, 10, against the Broncos on Sunday. The two times this year where I got a little nervous about backing my Cowboys were at home against Carolina when mm-hmm. the Panthers were 3-0, and mm-hmm. and the Cowboys easily covered that number, and against Danny Dimes and the Giants when they came in. If you remember, before Danny Dimes went out, with that concussion, that was a tight ball game. And then things got ugly in the second half. So at the end, they haven't given me a whole lot of reason to have pause. Should I have pause on Sunday against the Broncos? I think so, and I did. It was the first NFL game I bet on Tuesday, and I went ahead and took Denver plus 10. I think it's already baked in that Dak is more than likely going to play. The look-ahead, by the way, was 7.5, and, and then, of course, the reaction, look, hey, this Dallas team, they're absolutely legit. They go on the road with Cooper Rush. Find a way to win against a solid Minnesota team. Yeah. Not a great team. I think they're probably about middle of the league. They're not down with the dregs, but they're not up there with the elite. But nevertheless, Dallas got a win. So fair play to them for going on the road and doing that. Now you get Denver coming in, and I know Von Miller, the longest-tenured Bronco, was traded to the L.A. Rams for a second and third rounder next year. He wasn't probably going to re-sign with the Denver Broncos. So... They're not going to get Bradley Chubb, I think, back maybe until around Thanksgiving is when they expect him to get back. But the other pass rushers have absolutely been stepping up. Uh, Malik Reed, who is nicknamed the Dream Killer by his former teammate Miller, had two sacks last week. Steven Weatherly, who they got in a trade from Minnesota, had a sack in his debut. So I think that they this team, even without Miller and Chubb, still has the ability to get pressure on the opposing quarterback. The concern for Denver, obviously, that this is a step up in class. They haven't beaten a team with a winning record. But they're not phoning in the season because they traded Von Miller. I think that's a little bit of a of a misread on this. They're right in the mix in the AFC West right now. Everybody's in the mix. Look, we just talked about it with Mike Palm last segment. Where's the Raiders' mindset right now? Mm. All of a sudden, the Chargers have come back to earth. The Kansas City Chiefs are 4-4, four and four, and Patrick Mahomes is turning it over with uh, well, relative regularity. So this division is still wide open. And the offense hasn't generated a lot of big plays, but Jerry Judy did come back last week. And Teddy Bridgewater is not really a quarterback that just goes out and 
you know, grabs the game by the throat like some of these elite quarterbacks, like a Dak Prescott. But uh, he's still efficient, 70.4% of his passes, 7-point yard uh, per pass, 13 touchdowns, only 5 interceptions. And if you look at the uh, spread mark for Teddy Bridgewater, and I think maybe this is a little overplayed, but when you do it this long, there might be a pattern here. 23-5 and against the number on the road as an NFL starter. 10-0 and versus winning opponents against the number. So this is a step up in class for Denver, but it's really Dallas being priced at the highest end of the market they could possibly be. They're the only undefeated team against the number. And it's like, do you really want to buy a team at a 52-week high? And this is obviously a big uh, November. They hope it's a November to remember for Dallas. you got three or your four games at home uh, next two weeks and then a road game, and then you get the Raiders on the traditional Thanksgiving game. So, you know, look, this is a Dallas team that could wrap up this division very much by Turkey Day. So, yeah, I thought this number was a bit high. I think 10 for a really good defense. Denver is a top-10 defense in the National Football League. I thought this was a little rich here. Let's extrapolate a little bit to that end. And we saw there, we we flashed the odds for the AFC West going forward here. You're never going to see the Chiefs at plus money like you're going to see right now. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about who do you trust in the AFC West, and the Broncos, obviously the longest odds there, you saw at 16-1. to The Raiders right now plus 275. They're in first place, by the way. Okay. Would you think about the Chiefs at plus 190 to say that that I trust Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to figure this offense out and – you know, limit the turnovers here to your point, and, and that plus money might be the right play? Or or do you just say, no, I, the body of work that I've seen this year, what reason do I have to believe that they'll become the Chiefs that we're accustomed to? I don't think you're really getting enough value on the Chiefs at that standpoint in terms of like a division futures market. Now, I really did like the Chiefs earlier this week. I ended up playing at a teaser when they were when they were a very small underdog. I was hoping to get one and a half. This was, I think, such a great real situation for Kansas City with Green Bay, who's been good, and, you know, give them the credit for their win in Arizona. It's the first team they really, I think, have beaten of note right. so far this season. And this was the spot I was really looking to go against Green Bay. And now Aaron Rodgers is out, and obviously the line has switched. Kansas City is a very substantially high favorite. Now, I think most of the action is going to be on Green Bay because it's like, the Chiefs stink. They can't cover numbers. They didn't cover against the Giants no. on on Monday night. So what are what is it like a three sixteen and one ATS run? I may be off by a game, but Chiefs now laying seven, now laying seven and a half. You know, no thank you for me. The only way I would play the Chiefs necessarily is maybe even a teaser. But this is one of those dangerous games because it's like. Oh, it's going to be Jordan Love. Maybe he comes out and and plays very well against this Kansas City defense that not exactly uh, the stiffest of uh, units. We'll talk about it in the the next segment here, some of our plays that we we like for the weekend, but that is the elephant in the room here. Jordan Love is a first-round pick. I mean, it's very similar to the Aaron Rodgers situation when he was drafted out of Cal, and Brett Favre was still there, and he was a late first-round pick, just like Jordan Love. So the similarities there are striking here, but now he's had a a full week of practice. Jordan Love, right? And there is no guarantee necessarily that Aaron Rodgers comes back next week. So I kind of kidded with Mike Palmer in our last segment about me having the, the Packers over 11, and then I took the adjusted line of 12. I'm not – look, I, I believe Aaron Rodgers will come back to this football team and everything, but you're hearing about suspension talk and, and these kind of crazy things here. How much right now is this Jordan Love's time to say, this could potentially be my football team? Well, eventually, he's going to get the first crack at it, you would think, when 12 is uh, no longer a member of the Green Bay Packers. But, you know, no time like the present. And then, obviously, the total has been adjusted down. 
55 and a half was the opener. We're now seeing 48, 48 and a half because of the quarterback change. So, yeah, this is absolutely, I think, his time. And this is where, you know, the Green Bay Packers are going to have to decide, okay, do we got a fish or cut bait with this guy? Unbelievable. Uh, should get a little bit of support coming back, I believe, uh, with the uh, receivers. It looks like Devontae Adams says he is going to play so that he is going to be back here. We don't know about Valdez Scantling, still listed as questionable, but it looks like Lazard upgraded to probable. Devontae Adams upgraded to probable, so at least he's getting some reinforcements. Let's see what Matt LaFleur can do now without Aaron Rodgers there in the fold. All I will say for his history stake here, if you remember Pat Mahomes' rookie year, he didn't play his whole rookie year. To the last game of the season, a meaningless game, mm-hmm. and that's all Andy Reid and company needed to know so that they could go ahead and ship uh, Alex Smith to Washington and go forward with Pat Mahomes. This is a huge audition spot for Jordan Love on Sunday in Kansas City. Let's see if he takes advantage of it. Okay, it, I look at the Sunday night game between the Bears and the Steelers, and I go, man, I, I have a little recency bias where the Bears just burned me last week, right? And I go, man, they, they look like they should have easily won that game, if not at least covered against San Fran. Then a disastrous second half. Steelers all of a sudden... Winners of three in a row. People thought they were dead in the water at one and three. Now they're four and three, right back in the mix in the division. What do you do? You make of this Monday night matchup? Yeah, and this might be getting a little bit rich for the Steelers because look, they have rebounded. All of a sudden, you know, they've won a couple in a row. They look like they're right back in the mix in that AFC North where. You know, Baltimore as I think the leader right now, but they're coming off a bad loss in a bye week. So how do they rebound? Uh, I think this line is getting a little bit big, though, for the Steelers because the Steelers, look, it's kind of uh, been an obvious pattern in recent memory. Betham is an underdog because Mike Tomlin, we know he's Mm -hmm. been there such a long time. That record is not a fluke against the number because he's been there for so many years. So he is very good as an underdog. But if you look this year, they're 0-3 against the number with two outright losses as a home favorite this year. Chicago Bears, the offensive statistics are very much bottom of the barrel pretty much across the board in this league. They've allowed 26 sacks in Justin Fields' six starts, and he's only thrown three TD passes. I didn't think he was that bad last week against San Francisco, but you can tell offensive line issues, and against this Steeler front, probably not the best team to have him against. So I would lean initially to the under. If this goes up a little bit more, I might absolutely have to go in on the Bears despite that anemic offense. All right, I do want to touch on the Texans and the Dolphins because I feel like I got a bad number. I took Miami early in the week when it was six and a half. And then all the news comes out. Tyrod Taylor, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Texans. I was banking on Davis Mills being the guy. No, now it's Tyrod. And now we're hearing Tunga Valoa might be dinged up. He might not be able to go west. This number has moved down, as you can understand why, to five and a half. Am I going to be on the outside looking well, in Well, this is a pass for me because of everything you just mentioned. Look, in, a, in the two major contests, we have a line discrepancy here. I believe it's four and a half in the Circa Million, six and a half in another one. Of course, that was uh, put out before the Tyrod Taylor news mm-hmm. came out. And look, I think Taylor is the best quarterback in this Texans program right now. But, you know, this is two one and seven teams, and you really got to play psychologist here if you're going to think. <laughs> Okay, who's going to step up here? Who's going to be the better of kind of the dregs of humanity in this league? Brian Flores says his job is not on the line despite seven losses in a row. You lose to Houston at home, your job might be on the line. Yep. Come on back. We'll give it our best bets right here. Odds on on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussions around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York City. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Odds On right here on VEASAN. And let's get to our best bets of the weekend that we like. Let's look at some of your plays here. And we'll start off in college football, Wes. And I know that you like the Flames of Liberty getting 10. I do. And and we know what the angle is, of course, that Hugh Freeze coming back to Oxford, Mississippi, coming back to the Grove, where uh, it did not end well for Hugh Freeze. No. Uh, at Ole Miss. So obviously this is a game that's going to be very personal for him, but it really just wasn't necessarily about that. I think the fact that Ole Miss, and I mentioned this last week when I was on Auburn over Ole Miss and Auburn got it done 31 to 20, Mm -hmm. but 
Ole Miss has played so many monster games in a row, having to go play Alabama, having that game against Arkansas, that shootout, come down to a two-point conversion, having to go play Tennessee with uh, the mustard gate and the French's mustard (laughs) and all the other condiments, relish, ketchup, mayonnaise, you name it, thrown on the field at Neyland Stadium. Then you had to play LSU, which was, of course, the Eli Manning uh, jersey retirement day at Ole Miss. And also the fact, not only you don't want to lose, uh, even though if the players don't have a connection necessarily with Eli, but you don't. it matters to your fans, no, no. and it also matters to Arch Manning, who, of course, uh, the, un- the, uh, the, uh, the uh, nephew, rather, who is looking at Ole Miss potentially to play football. So you wanted to step up in that game. Then you had Auburn last week, a team that's owned you. You didn't get it done. I just wonder how much gas Ole Miss like, has left in the tank here. Matt Corral was a little bit banged up, but is expected he's going to go. The receivers uh, finally maybe are coming back. There was a couple of receivers that have been in and out of the lineup for Ole Miss. But I just thought Liberty, they're going to treat this like as their bowl game. Because keep in mind, Liberty is not in a conference. They are still an FBS independent. So... This is like a bowl game for Liberty. Yeah. I, I really believe because it's like you're playing a big-name opponent on the road. I don't think they're going to necessarily be afraid. Remember, they did beat Virginia Tech mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Oh, I know yeah. Ole Miss a little bit of a different breed and a different class, at least over the last couple of years. But you've seen a little movement on Liberty here, now down to 9.5 in the market. I took 10, so I am on the flames. Yeah, I, I totally understand that rationale, too. You're right. Hugh Freeze, you've got personal pride. You're going back to the place that they let you go. And you feel like you got done wrong there? You better believe his kids know that too. I think that might be the right spot and the right play here for Liberty. Sell me on Mizzou. Sell me on the Tigers. <laughs> it's it's very hard. It's it's a very hard sell. Uh, and and look, basically, I'm on this because Missouri is on an 0 and 11 ATS run right now. Georgia has covered every game but one this year. Georgia is now ranked number one in the country. Missouri has been bad. Look, I understand very well that this could be 62 to 7. Right. And I look like a fool, but <laughs> 39 and a half, I just thought, okay, at least you're going to get Missouri trying. And now you've got Georgia at number one where they get to that easy part of the schedule where they not only have Missouri coming in, they do have a road game at Tennessee. Maybe that's a potential trap or whatnot. I, I don't really think so. And then I think you play an FCS school. I don't know if it was Charleston Southern. It's somebody that they're going to lay out and everybody's going to play but the student managers. And they even <laughs> they'll probably play. And then you have Georgia Tech before you eventually likely get Alabama in the SEC championship game. I, Georgia might not be able to help it here, keep in mind, but this isn't like style points time for no. Georgia. I think there's the clear consensus that amidst all the controversy where a lot of these teams were ranked on Tuesday night for the college football playoff standings, there was no controversy with Georgia. They are number one in the country. I don't think they're falling if, hey, let's say we only beat these guys 42 to 10. They're not going to drop Georgia for for anybody, really. And, I mean, my my little bit of pause here, look, I am making this bet with trepidation, keep in mind, is that Georgia, sometimes when they're up 30 to nothing, because I was reading that Bruce Feldman piece in The Athletic, about kind of the disparity right now that we saw with Georgia and Florida last weekend, where Georgia's about business, Florida looks like a ragtag operation at this point, and there was an anonymous SEC coach quoted in the piece from Feldman that said, they're up 30 to nothing, and their linebackers are trying to rip your head off with Georgia, so hopefully uh, hopefully they're in a nicer mood tomorrow wow. against Mizzou. But, you know, it, it is a very interesting point here, and maybe Georgia's worst loss, or a win of the season was week one against Clemson, mm-hmm. only winning by three. Because to your point, they're just demoralizing teams here 
Uh, certainly in the first half, maybe they get sleepy in the second half here. Uh, but you're right, it, it's a hold-your-nose spot there with that 39-and-a-half with Mizzou. Okay, we talked about this game a little bit with Mike Palm, and I know he's on the, the Michigan State side, but if you can back Purdue, what would be a good case for the Boilers? Well, and I'm yeah, we're opposite here. I am on Purdue, and uh, basically what I'm doing, the simple analysis is you have the team with the better defense that's an underdog getting points at home. If you look at Michigan State right now in total defense, they're ranked 102nd in the country. What has really improved for Purdue is that defense. They got rid of Bob Diaco, went back to a 4-3, put George Karolaftis, the local Lafayette kid, down there in a three-point stance where he can kill the other team's quarterback, and it's worked out so far. They are 17th in total defense. Little bit of concern for Purdue on defense against the run, considering what Wisconsin did to him a couple weeks ago where they ran the ball 51 times, only threw it eight times, and really was able to run it at will on Purdue. However... A little bit of concern for the pass defense with Michigan State, who is 127th in the country in pass yards allowed, allowing over 300 a game. Remember we talked about how Michigan, they really haven't th- shown that they can throw the ball right. down the field. They can do that short passing game. They were throwing the ball all over Michigan State they last did. week, and that's why you see them 127th. And some of that is high because they played Western Kentucky, who's an air raid type of offense. But I think Purdue can absolutely throw on these guys. Purdue 16th in the country, 307 yards. Aiden O'Connell's been doing a very good job, and they've been able to throw the ball on these teams. So, And they've kind of had to, too, for Purdue because they're 128th in rushing offense out of 130 teams. Purdue hadn't been able to run the ball for about 15 years in West Lafayette, though. So. I, I, I keep waiting for Michigan State to be who we thought they might be at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker has done a great job with that program this year, but you're right, it does feel like a tricky spot this weekend, laying the three. And I kind of like the over a little bit, too, if the weather cooperates, because Michigan State and Kenneth Walker the third now, very much a short price candidate for the Heisman yes. Trophy. They can run on Purdue, but I think Purdue can throw the ball over the field on these guys. All right, for my best bets, I'm going to go up to the NFL here, and we talked a little bit about the Browns and the Bengals. I'm going to lay the two and a half with Cincinnati. You mentioned coming off the demoralizing loss to the Jets when they were essentially the one seed in the AFC. Not anymore. I think they get their swagger back a little bit, and I just don't think there's any swagger with the Browns. And look, OBJ is gone. That's great. Baker Mayfield's not playing well, and I know he's got a dinged-up wing here. It might need surgery in the offseason. If this is the best that Baker Mayfield can give you, I actually think Case Keenum gives him a better chance to, to win right now. As long as Case Keenum's not playing and Baker is playing, I'll go ahead and take Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati uh, offense here as the clearly the better unit to me in this one. If they can stop Nick Chubb a little bit and slow down the running game, I really like Cincinnati's chances of covering that two and a half. Well, and to your point, I think what we saw with Cincinnati last week, it's like, Everybody, you know, now they want nothing to do with these guys because, quite frankly, they did get overpriced last week. Uh, And it was an overreaction, I think, in their third straight road game. That was an awful spot for Cincinnati, and they didn't get it done. So I'm willing to give them another chance here. I don't want to necessarily penalize them for that. So Cincinnati on a money line or less than three, I'm absolutely with you. Okay, I didn't like your analysis of the Broncos and Cowboys earlier because I'm on the Cowboys minus 10, Wes, and we had Brian McFadden on earlier this week on the Lombardi line, and I was with you. I'm like, I'm nervous about this game. It feels like it's too many points, and he's like, Dave, don't be nervous about this one. They've covered every number for a reason. I do think right now they are so balanced, and Michael Gallup comes back this week. There is an injury concern with C.D. Lamb here. Well, Collins obviously is back on the right side of that offensive line. We'll find out about Tyron Smith. But to me, offensively, there's just there's no 
pumping the brakes with the Cowboy offense. I do think where it gets tricky for this number here is what you alluded to earlier. The Denver offense might be a little bit better, and the Cowboy defense might be a little bit overvalued with all the turnovers they're getting. So that might be a bit of a concern. I do like the over as well for those reasons. But I do think at the end, I think they're going to be good enough to cover this number. And then my last play here, I am going to take Jordan Love. And I'm going to take the Packers. I might hope this thing gets up to eight, but right now up to seven and a half here with the Packers on the road against the Chiefs. And really this, you know, forget the Aaron Rodgers drama for a second. And and I just think the Packers, outside of the quarterback position here, clearly they're better in just about every other phase right now on the football field. So I am going to trust that with Devontae Adams back and all the wide receivers back that they didn't have in that win at Arizona 10 days ago, that Jordan Love's had all this practice time and the running game of Green Bay will be good enough to keep this close inside that number. Yeah, I really look at this and I go, I'll take the 7.5 and, and I'll ride with, with the rookie quarterback. Yeah, this is such a tough game, and I think everybody's going to want to play it because it's a not a primetime game, but it's a national afternoon game. But I already got my little number on Kansas City at the better number before the Rodgers news broke. I don't want any part of this game. I say rookie quarterback with Jordan Love. I know he's in his second year, but this is essentially, uh, obviously, his first NFL start. A real good look at Jordan Love. And I think Brian Gutekunst in that front office is going to go, see, this is why we drafted him in the first round. So we'll find out how that plays out for the Packers this weekend. Wes, a lot of fun, as always. Tomorrow, me and you, Betting Across America, we'll see you right there on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.